0: Black Velvet is proud to sponsor Creative Habits Podcast. Black Velvet is a Black-owned family business providing skincare products.
1: Handmade, intentional, and designed to nurture the skin and body. Lather in luxury with our signature Black Velvet Shea Butter.
0: Our base is raw shea infused with essential oils and vitamins
1: to revive and enhance your natural skin's glow. We offer unisex options and a grooming kit to ensure quick and essential groom for daily application for any occasion or season. Try our Beard Gang Kit collection, perfect for a man on the go with notes of barbershop
0: orange and essential oils to protect and nurture your beard growth. Visit us on Etsy at shop Black Velvet, or follow us on
1: Instagram by blackvelvet. All right, thank you for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Um, can you give a little background of who you are and just tell uh, the people what you do?
0: Yeah, so my name is Cassian um, and I'm a multidisciplinary artist, um, but my main artistry, or main yeah, art form is um, hip hop and rapping. Mm. Um, I started doing music really when I was um, in high school. <laughs> um, I had like a girl group in high school but that didn't last long and um, then I played basketball professionally for a little while and that's how I ended up in Germany. Mm. Um, and then I started to kind of rediscover my artistry in writing and music and now I am a hip-hop artist.
1: So are yeah. you from the states or did you uh, transfer from somewhere no. else?
0: No, no, no. So I was born in Jamaica and um, grew up there and then I left when I was seven and um, grew up in the Cayman Islands. Um, And then I left Cayman when I was 25 and came to Germany and I've been living here ever since.
1: Wow, it seems like you have a very cultured background.
0: Yeah, yeah, quite cultured. Yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely have a huge uh, musical influence um, in my background, especially growing up in Jamaica and Mm. being around my uncles, for example, they exposed me to so many different forms of music, um, and my mom as well, um, to music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, um, mostly like soul, so like mind, body, soul um, type of music, um, you know, the Whitney Houston and uh luther vandross and that type of music so it's always been a part of me mm. um and then growing up in jamaica as well uh, the dance hall and the reggae background of of hearing that type of music and being uplifted and just feeling like um i don't know just feeling just kind of energized by the music um mm. and then i i think i grew into loving hip-hop on my own um i think when I heard uh, Tupac, I know it sounds cliche, but I heard uh, Tupac for the first time, and I was I fell in love. I was like, "Yo, this is so real. It's so raw and beautiful." And I I just always appreciated um, honesty in music. I think that's mm-hmm. the 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 thing that me most to to um, to music is when people are being their their true honest selves.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and the in in the lyrics. And, and and it makes sense and you kind of feel this connection to it. And I think um when I heard Tupac, I was like, wow, I love this. Um and I never thought that I would do hip hop because the girl group um, in high school was more of like RB pop type thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I never thought that I would be like a hip-hop artist, but then I realized how. How much it connected to me, and how much um, it really fed my soul when I listened to to uh, hip hop artists or rappers, and when they're just speaking the completely raw truth, and how it connected to my life in Jamaica because I grew up around a lot of crime, and mm-hmm. I grew up in poverty, poverty. In and so hearing the hip hop music from the from the United States and hearing the kind of things that they went through and how it related to my life, it kind of was like, oh wow, a light bulb went off you know and it was like okay yeah this is this is what i'm supposed to be doing telling my truth through uh hip-hop music
1: yeah um yeah. a lot of people don't know where um this this generation doesn't know that hip-hop originated out of like reggae and dancehall music you know yeah um,
0: exactly exactly
1: so um mm-hmm. the roots run really deep within like hip-hop culture um So listening to Tupac, is that what like drew you to like, okay, I just want to focus on hip hop now, or um, are there any Mm -hmm. other artists that influenced you?
0: um so uh, it was just it was really the tupac and biggie type of error and mm. and when they um when they you know passed on and, and thing that that kind of really was just like okay yeah this is what you should be doing yeah. however there's so much um there's such a wide mm. influence on the the kind of music that i do especially coming from um jamaica um but in terms of uh, solely focusing on hip-hop, it was definitely um, the Tupac's, um, you know, Biggie, uh, Run-D.M.C. and these types of groups that had the biggest influence on me doing this type of music. Um, yeah, but I I, um, I know that a lot of people don't know that it actually um, generated from dubstep and mm-hmm. um, sampling in Jamaica that, that hip-hop grew out of, so yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got to respect... Uh, uh... The, the ancestors, the people who, who started it, you know what I mean? Um absolutely. How would you describe your music? Because I, I I listened to a few <laughs> tracks and um mm-hmm. some of them had uh I guess political undertones to them. I'm not sure yeah. if you uh if that influenced your music anyway.
0: Yes, absolutely. So um I, how do I? I mean, I guess I would say it's alternative hip hop if Mm. I had to put like a label or a genre on it. Um, But I do draw a lot. Like as I said, I I really appreciate honesty in music, Mm. and I appreciate when people are speaking Mm. their truth. And so my music tends to come from well, one, my poetry because what tends to happen a lot of the time is I write poetry and then it kind of uh, influences um, a song that I'm writing. So I'm writing, a, mm-hmm. I'm starting to write a track or a heartbeat mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, this poem that I had could go amazingly with this beat. And so I, I end up kind of changing the words of the poem or the structure of the poem to turn it into a song. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the poetry that I write is about um, kind of the struggle and the strike that I've run through in my life. Um, I write about like the deaths of my uncles, for example. I write about um, the the police brutality that's happening with Black people all around the world right now. Mm. Um, but then there are also songs that is just like, I kind of want to say, um, can I curse on this? Yeah,
1: do your thing, do your thing. <laughs>
0: So I kind of want to say like a fuck you to society, you know, don't tell me who I am supposed to be. Don't tell me what I'm supposed to dress like, what I'm supposed to look like, how I'm supposed to be. Don't tell me to smile. You know, I just want to say like, fuck off, leave me alone and let me live, especially as a black woman walking through this society. and um, So a lot of my music is is like rebellious or revolutionary, mm-hmm. I feel um or i try to make it that way that when people listen to it they kind of feel connected in a way that they can say okay yeah i can she can tell the world to fuck off and i can do whatever she wants to do so i can do that too you know as long as i'm not committing any type of immoral sin or something like that um so yeah like uh, yeah my music is basically just kind of tell it like it is tell the truth and i don't care what people think or even if they like it like it's gonna be for some people and it's not gonna be for some people and it's just Mm -hmm. it is what it is you
1: know it kind of uh it seemed from what i listened to it seemed kind of like um a little bit of punk rock influenced in it as well you know with the rebellious (laughs) attitude and like you said the "fuck you like yes it kind of kind (laughs) of gave me those type of vibes
0: yeah it's so funny that you say that because i in my teen years i really thought that i was a punk rock girl you know mm. i had the skateboard i had the black eyeliner i had the dark hair and the torn up clothes and everything avril lavigne was like yeah <laughs> Avril Lavigne was my chick right in high school so so it's so funny that you say that too because it does have have some influence and as i mentioned before um a lot of um i i listen to a wide array of music like if you look at my playlists on spotify it's crazy because it could go from like you know uh 20s music all the way up to like 90s mm-hmm. hip hop then to like 2000s um trap or um like dirty south music mm-hmm. to back to like Whitney and air supply and all these people that that no one's ever heard of Um, so it's i think music is just a beautiful thing and a lot of it influences who i am as an artist and influences the way that i write and the kind of music that i make as well so yes i do have a little bit of punk rock influence in there
1: um (laughs) let me ask you a quick question if you can collaborate with any artist dead or alive on like Mm. your perfect song who would that be
0: Oh! Oh my gosh! I never even thought about that. Um, who? Uh, there's there's just one artist.
1: Just one artist. One like your your top tier favorite artist that you would like to collaborate with.
0: Um, I kind of don't know how this would work, and mm-hmm. um, or how it would even be but i would love to collaborate with this group called air supply i don't know if you've ever heard of them
1: no i haven't
0: okay so they're like this r&b group from the 80s Mm. I kind of grew up loving their music, and um, I don't know if you know. There's maybe a song that you would know. It's like "I'm All Out of Love," I'm so lost with that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so that's the kind of music that they do, and I don't know how it would work, but it would be cool to collaborate with them. I would also love to absolutely collaborate with Tupac. I think that um, the way he thinks, or the way that he, the way that he thought as a human being, really mm. was just and I love to watch his interview videos and witness him as a human being just kind of speaking his truth and talking about um politics and talking about you know growing up in the ghettos and talking about just his life in general and the way that he spoke was just so eloquent and so beautiful and he spoke so much truth about what is happening in the world and how we are like as a people. Um, not just like outside of the black community, but within the black community as well. I think that mm. is, it was a beautiful, I would love to just like sit with him and kind of pick his brain and, mm. and just be like, okay, let's, let's do a track together, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Tupac was a legend
0: before mm-hmm. his time. Absolutely. Like, um, Absolutely.
1: From his parents being involved with the Black Panther movement to yes. him, like, his voice can touch all corners of the earth, like pretty much everyone and their mother know who who's Tupac is or who he was as yeah, a person. absolutely. And that's super impactful.
0: Yes, exactly. Because if you kind of look at his um interview videos when he was younger, even, you know, and him there was one one part of this video where he did when he was in high school and he was he was even sick doing the video. He had a cold, I believe. And he was doing the interview and you know, talking to the people and he was like, Yeah, I quit my job today. And they were like, you know what? He's like, Yeah, I told them that I wanted to do this interview and they said that I couldn't, so I quit my job. I was like, peace, and left and I was like, Exactly. <laughs> you know, I was like, Yeah. Yes, do it. And this is kind of how I feel as well. It's like, you know, people try to hold you back from doing the things that you are meant to do in your life or mm-hmm. the things that you want to do in your life. And I know that a lot of people aren't afforded the luxury of being like, okay, I can quit my job just like that, you know. And um, but I feel like we have one life to live. And why not just take risks and do the things that we love to do or to do the things that drive us and drive our passions, you know, mm-hmm. and allow us to express um, truly who we are. And, and that's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah.
1: So that was, that was
0: just for me watching that video.
1: People often put their limitations on you. You know, if they see themselves not being able to do or achieve a certain goal, they often put that mindset on other people. Like you can't do that. If I can't do it.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely, I I, I totally, um, this is one of the reasons why I actually ended up leaving the Cayman Islands mm. um, because mm. a lot of things that I wanted to do in my life, um, first day I wanted to play professional basketball and I just was not allowed, I'm um, able to do that there. Mm. Um, and then, so I ended up coming mm. to Europe to do that and I fell out of love with playing basketball. Um, and kind of wanted to pursue um, other things, but I was really kind of chained when I was in Cayman. It was like the society was telling me who I should be as a, as a woman. And mm. one of the first songs that I ever called BP, which is, which stands for black pride. Mm. And um In Cayman, um, the society, I love it there. Like it's a beautiful country, the people are beautiful. Like you feel completely safe. It's a a great society. However, as a black woman, I felt oppressed or like um, there was a lot of um, uh, colorism in the society there as it is everywhere, you know, light skinned white women, Mm. they get more praise than, you know, dark skinned black women, especially dark skinned black women like me, who change their hair every second, who shave their head, who who are radical, Mm. um, in a sense. And I felt chained by by the society I I, whenever I wore certain things I was looked at even as a young child even you know being nine years old ten years old I was being sexualized before I I didn't realize it at the time but as an adult and kind of going through these these um things like knowing myself and knowing how society operates and you know the me too movement and all these things when I was nine years old I was being catcalled at Mm. nine years old You know what I mean? At nine years old, I was being catcalled. And it wasn't even like, what killed me the most is that in the society, nobody said the men have to be the ones to do better. Mm -hmm. They told me that I couldn't wear short shorts or tank tops or I shouldn't wear short skirts or I shouldn't wear certain types of makeup or whatever, they weren't telling the men that needed they needed to change themselves. They were telling me I needed to change myself in order to not tempt a grown-ass man as a nine-year-old child. You know what I mean? And so, like growing up in this society and you know, going through all of these things, um, even in work where I uh was working for a company for like three years or so, and then I wanted to do um, I wanted to apply for a promotion and they gave it to a light skinned girl who knew nothing about the company, hmm. um, versus And what I was literally told was the reason why she got the job is because she didn't look like she would, she should work in like the store. She looked like she should be in the corporate office. (laughs) And I was like, "What?" And so when that was told to me, exactly. So when that was, I quit that that same day, that same, I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know where my. I'm not tolerating this. I am absolutely not taking this. Mm -hmm. Um, And I ended up quitting that day and I got a job a week later. And in that job, I, my worth was recognized. And so it's just these little things where I was like, I am not able to be my true self. I'm not able to be 100% who I really am. And therefore I need to leave. And I ended up leaving and came to Berlin and now I'm able to kind of follow and pursue all of the things that I've wanted to pursue in my life. Um, And hip hop music is just one of those things. And going back to what I was saying before, one of the first songs that I dropped, it's actually called BP Mm. and it stands for Black Pride. Mm. And in the song, I say, you know, I say I was born in jam, raised in Cayman, fulfilling all my dreams in the land, German. <laughs> um, they say I'm not a lady because I cuss too much. Like, fuck, 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 fuckity fuck. I put my middle fingers up because I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> so this is basically me being like, fuck you. Like for trying to tell me who I should be and what I should wear and how I should dim myself down to appease men or to appease people in society. So, yeah, mm. I feel like just music Expression or an extension of who we are as individuals. And it's just a beautiful thing.
1: It's extremely troubling that we're still in this, I guess, patriarchy in 2021. You know, people, mm. women aren't able to be who they are. They have to, some people might view, think that they have to mold children a certain way to i guess be presented into society when yeah society it's a it's a fact a, a scientific proven fact that society are best when people are themselves you know
0: exactly yeah
1: but um yeah it's,
0: precisely it's... i 100 agree with you
1: and yes yeah, sorry no, i'm my bad i was just about to ask you another question um if you could open up for any artists, uh current artist, mm-hmm. who would that be? Mm-hmm. J. Cole. <laughs> really?
0: <Yeah>. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, right now, J. Cole is one of my favorite artists. And I have said to myself that I want to be signed to Dreamville. I know that I still have a lot of work to go before I can even get his attention. Uh, maybe one day someone will see me who is connected and go, hey, yo, this dope girl who's and, um, you know, she's liberated and if she's a rebel and her music is fire and you should listen to it. But um, yeah, J. Cole, uh, JID, I absolutely love JID as well. I think that they are phenomenal artists. Mm. Um, there's also this artist mm. from the UK. Her name is Lil Sims. She's amazing. Just, fun. she's a beast. Okay. She is just a beast with lyricism, everything. Um, I would also love to like tour with Tierra Wax. She's also just so lyrically inc- inclined and just mm. such a free soul. I think Tierra, is, Tierra Whack, sorry, is one of the most free spirit um, human beings I've ever seen or witnessed. She just does what she wants. She talks in interviews and she's like, yeah, I just, I poop and I look at my poop and I'm like, you go girl. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, so it's like, it's, I think it's just, Absolutely liberating to witness um, artists coming up like this who just are free to be themselves and to kind of um yeah just 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 say what they want, say what they feel and just be free in their in their artistry.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah that's still I can I can definitely see that. Um, it's funny you said uh, J. Cole. Um, Ari linux she's from a. Uh, Washington, role, yeah. yeah she's from the washington dc and uh, virginia area so she's like from my neighborhood basically okay. so nice. <laughs> i just wanted to say that shout that out yeah. real quick
0: yeah shout out to ari this beautiful soul yeah um,
1: so what was the transition like moving to berlin like how mm. how did you process a new surrounding and a new environment mm.
0: Um, I don't know. I think I've, I've been blessed to, uh, to be able to kind of, um, function well with change. Mm. I absolutely, I don't, it. I'm not going to lie to you. I, it's, too it's cold. Not my place. <laughs> it, yeah. It's one, it's too cold. <laughs> That's the first thing It's it's too cold. And then, um, the second thing is just, it's just not, it doesn't feed my soul. You know and i i'm a type of person that really functions with emotions and feelings and i make a lot of decisions in my life through what, my gut feeling or if i feel um like if something's right or wrong and so on and berlin just has never been my place mm. however has afforded me the platform in order for me to grow and build as an individual and as a human being and to to kind of grow into the person that I want to be. So I'm not going to take a complete shit on Berlin. Like it's amazing that I've been able to be so free in who I am and be able to do um, the things that I'm doing um, artistically. I'm absolutely grateful for that. Um, but being here, the transition was, was difficult because I come from the Caribbean and come from countries where people are kind and warm Mm. and everybody says, good morning. And everybody has manners and say, excuse me when there's something happening, or if they have to, you know, go past somebody, excuse me, or, you know, they, they say blessed day or you smile at you. And it's just so warm and welcoming. And then you come here and everybody is so cold. The Mm. weather is cold. The people are cold it's just like what is happening like i, I feel like everyone here is a lost soul somehow mm. i am too to be honest like you know and it, it's just i don't know it's it's too cold for me in in every sense of the word it's just so i've been able to yeah. to transition well where i'm i've been able to build and grow and and build friendships and so on and so forth but it's been difficult where I've actually gone through depression or depressive, you know, episodes Mm. because I was just like, I can't stand it here, you know, (laughs) you know? Um, So yeah, like I'm still, I think I'm still transitioning to be honest. I've been here for five years, but I'm still transitioning and I'm still learning new things about Berlin every single day. And I'm still learning how to kind of, um assimilate to the society that is here you kind of feel like you have to um you know have white friends for example or Mm. know white people in order for you to get an apartment or in Mm. order for you to you know go to the bergamt or the finance amt or whatever like if you don't have that type of um kind of white community with you you kind of are not able to get anything done because they just don't want to help you that's how Uh i feel like yeah yeah it's been it's been very is i i can't even say it's been rough because i know people who are going through a lot more than me and luckily um being in the cayman islands i've been able to have my british passport so therefore Mm. i would was a part of the european union because of the british passport um but now that that has gone i've had to apply for my residence here but before that um i was able to live freely without having to go to the Bergamt or having to apply for residency or having to do all of these things that I know a lot of other people have had to do and the things that they needed to go through in order to uh to be able to stay here it's been I I know that they go through a lot of a lot of things so I can't even say that it's been rough for me but I just don't like coldness cold people mm-hmm. um and it really trips me up. And I think this is another way that I'm growing. I'm learning to be more patient and be more, um, I don't even know what the word is that I'm looking for, but just to be more accepting of who people really are, rather than just uh, expecting them to be kind, (laughs) you know, just be like an asshole. Okay, fine. You're an asshole. And I have to accept that. So, yeah.
1: I definitely can see uh, how you feel that way. Um, It's the same way in the States. It's not it's a, in order to get somewhere, it's not about what you know, it's about who you know. Yes. You know,
0: exactly. Yeah.
1: And in some instances, that can be extremely difficult at times. But I'm a firm believer in um, people like us, people of color, people all over the diaspora, um, are some of the hardest working people on the planet. And once Amen. we take our destiny into our own hands and stop asking or seeking out acceptance from somebody that's that doesn't view the world the way we do um that's when we will be in a better position to you know help people around us uh absolutely. Um, open doors and stuff and stuff stuff like that
0: absolutely 100 agree with you um and luckily um, I have gotten there, or like, I think I got there when I was around 25. I started <clears throat> to not care. I was like, I just don't care what people think. <clears throat> I just, they're not contributing to my life in any way. <clears throat> anyway, no, they're not paying my bills. They're not, you know, pleasuring me. <clears throat> they're not paying my medical bills. Why do I care what people think, you know? And when you get to that stage, it's so freeing and then as you said you're able to then open doors for other people because i feel like a lot of the reason why we are so um selfish in when we grow for example to become a millionaire or to have our own businesses or to become a famous you know a musician or whatever the case may be um, a lot of us tend to don't want to open doors for other people mm. because we don't we are not um how do you say it? we're not um, secure in who we are. So then we think if we open the door for someone else that they're going to come and take our spots.
1: Right, right. Not
0: realizing that there's room for everybody at the top, you know, and when I think when I because I, I, I'm i not going to lie, but like when I was younger as well, I used to be like, that. I used to be like, oh, I'm not going to tell her my secret of doing this because, you know, it's not it's going to make her seem better than I or whatever but now I don't care I'm just like if I have an opportunity I'm telling my for every friend that is an artist if I have if I'm performing and then um I know that I collaborated with someone or whatever I'm like yo I have this opportunity to do the show would you like to do the show as well I can give Mm. them your name so on and so forth because I think it's important that we help to boost each other up and not pull each other down
1: absolutely that's that's what a lot of um communities um in the states do like uh the korean community they Mm. work together to open up restaurants and stores and different type of businesses you know Mm -hmm. and um it's all about helping each other out not to like divide us or make things secular it's just we have to see what other people are doing that works and take that within our own groups and you know uh help develop And understanding with everybody.
0: Absolutely, one hundred percent agree.
1: Um, just a random question: What useless talent do you have?
0: (laughs) oh what useless talent do I have? Oh my god! Yeah. Mm. Oh my god, this is a hard one. Actually, (laughs) I actually think that all of my talents are useful <laughs> because i can cook that's useful like people love to eat mm-hmm.
1: um I can i'm an entrepreneur
0: what is yours tell me
1: uh i could sing really well in the shower <laughs>
0: <laughs> i think that's everybody's
1: useless talent.
0: <laughs> i really think that that's everybody's useless talent. um mm-hmm. yeah i mean poof. Oh my goodness! I have no idea. I don't. (laughs) I don't have useless talent. Um,
1: It's cool. You just take pride in everything you do. (laughs) I really do, though.
0: I really do. I'm sorry, y'all. I don't have. I don't have useless talent because I can listen. I can throw down in the kitchen. Okay, Mm. I think that's talent. I can clearly beat my face when I'm ready. useless because i can help other people to meet their face too and mm. um, i run my own business like yeah i don't think i have a use. i mean singing in the shower i guess that's mine too <laughs> <laughs> or um, maybe i can kiss my teeth really good really well
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a talent i guess <laughs> yeah that was a good one that was a really good one um you said you played uh basketball. Um, If you weren't doing music, would that be Mm -hmm. your main focus or why, why did you fall out of love with basketball?
0: Because it wasn't fun anymore. Um, Mm. I think there are people who are meant to do certain things in their life. You know, some people they're meant to be like professional athletes. It just wasn't meant for me. Mm. Um, I played sports and I realized late in life that but I played it mainly because of friendships mm. and I, I was talented like you know I, I got a scholarship actually to go to university in the U.S. I played so I played in um, uh, King University for a year and a half but I, it wasn't my thing and I was like I'm out bye. um so like I I was talented but it I realized like when I started playing professionally here that it just wasn't my thing because I didn't have my team or my community you know I was playing with a bunch of white girls and they just, my vibe is here and their vibe is here. And it's like, it doesn't work. (laughs) So (laughs) it's like, you know, I realized that this is not for me. Um, So yeah, like I just kind of, I play for fun. I realized like I play because I really enjoy being on a team and I enjoy um, traveling with the team and I enjoy just being around people. Um, And that's the reason why I I played. and I realized that quite late in life. And when I finally did, I was like, okay, this is not, this is just not my thing. Um, but no, it wouldn't be, if, if music, you know, wasn't my, my thing, it, that definitely wouldn't be it. It would be, um, I would say like, because right now I have a tea company uh, okay. called Brown Sugar Trig- actually. actually. Um, and I think just being an entrepreneur, like just owning my own things, um, I find value in that. Um, not only for myself, but for my community as well. I find value in owning things as a black woman, um, being able to say, yes, this is my business. Or if I'm, I'm able to purchase a property again saying, yes, this is my property and I could pass it on to my children. Uh, so just being an entrepreneur and owning my own things and not having people tell me what to do. Cause I don't like people telling me what to do.
1: <laughs> yeah. I feel you on that. What inspired you to start your own tea company?
0: Um, well, um, uh, a friend and a friend of mine, and I, my business partner, actually, we were having a conversation on what we could do because both of us are good at doing hair. Both of us can cook really well. Um, and we're like, oh, we should start a business together. What should we do? And then we were both like, okay, so we can do hair well, but hair is not our passion. Um, we can cook really well, but cooking is not our passion. And then somehow the conversation of tea came up and I was like, yo, I love tea. And because tea is um so ingrained in the society in jamaica like literally we use tea for everything okay it's
1: like hold on do you put signal- milk in your tea
0: no in jamaica no okay okay
1: no. okay good, yeah no good. and
0: that's a british thing and the funny <laughs> thing is my my business partner she grew up in in england and so mm. that's her background with tea and they you know they do black teas with the milk and so on. Mm. Um but in the Caribbean we more do herbal teas and like like and ginger, lemon, mint, and so on. And it's like we use bush teas and we use it to heal everything. If mm. you're you know if you're mm. sick or you broke like I broke my nose and my mom was like, yeah, just put some ice on it and drink some tea <laughs> and drink some tea. And I was like, I was like, yeah, we should definitely do this because one, it's a niche market in Berlin um you know a lot of people are like you know finding new ways of doing coffee and and they like you know copy different like everybody has the same thing here it's like you have Mm. one restaurant that's Vietnamese then it's like 50 other Vietnamese or you know one place that's a burger special way and then there's like 50 other places so nobody really does anything that's new and different and we were like one tea is not something it's a niche market in Berlin Mm. um and then Two, it's a niche market for for it to be Black owned in the world in general. Mm. Um, and then three, what we do as well, or um, well, when the pandemic is, you know, over, we will be doing um, um, high society tea parties, but making it um, in a way that it is accessible to all classes of people. Because when you think tea party, you think of like the rich and famous and these, you know, posh people and so on. Mm. So making accessible for everybody um and making it in such a way where we bring entertainment um into it, poetry uh, you know and, uh, singing or whatever else um into it would make it so different. And so we were like yeah, let's do this um and then we we were like okay yeah we can try to test it out and so on and so forth. So we found mm-hmm. um a uh, distributor of loose leaf teas. Um, that get their teas from all over the world, including um, uh, countries in Africa. And this was very important to us. And then the, the second thing was that the company was um, also sustainable and eco-friendly because we believe in um, eco-friendliness and trying to um, protect our environment. So we were like, um, how do we, you know, find a company that does this? And we finally did. Um, and now we are working with them. We ordered a bunch of teas that we were like, okay, let's try to, order these ingredients and then we will make our own blends um and so we started to do that and we tested maybe 22 different blends and we were just yes it was just like it was like light bulb like yes this is what we were supposed to be doing it was just mm. a beautiful process being able to put these blends together um you know, doing deep dives into each individual ingredient and what they are good for, for our bodies and what they can heal. And, you know, what's the best benefit of them and what ingredients go together to make the best taste, the best smell. Like it was just a beautiful process. And, and we were like, yeah, this is, this is us. This is, this is what we are we're meant to do. This is what we meant to, you know, as a uh, businesswoman And um, and yeah, so then brown sugar, black tea was born and been operating now for four months
1: (laughs) i love it i love it i love it and tea like you said tea has so many health benefits and
0: yes um, absolutely
1: there's it can build like community and like camaraderie you know what i mean just going to a a tea shop or whatever and just Mm -hmm. having tea with a friend and a a great conversation like there's so much that can revolve around just having a a cup of tea
0: exactly that's absolutely right and that's what we aim to do um so Mm -hmm. i mean Have a look. Yeah, You know, I would say have a look at our website and and our Instagram page. And you can learn more about us and what we do. Um, We only have we we, as I said, we have 22 blends, but we've only put out three so far because we're doing everything out of pocket. Mm. Um, You know, it's very difficult uh, um, as black people in general to kind of get capital. So that's one thing that we're working on to get grants and and um, funding. Um, But right now we're operating out of pocket and. uh so we only have 3 um flavors out so we have and it's called the strip teas collection mm. <laughs> and uh so we have one tea called sweet kitty uh one called give me the d and then the other one is called uh, eternal sunshine and Sweet Kitty is for it's a blend that's specifically made for women, but I mean anybody can drink it. It's tea.
1: Okay. Um, <laughs> I was about to say sweet kitty. Yeah. That sounds yeah. <laughs> that sounds really uh, <laughs> specific right there. <laughs>
0: yeah, yes. So it's basically to help with like the womb health, um, will mm. help with vaginal health and and um and yeah, just kind of like ease monthly pains and so on. Mm. Um and then give. Is um, a blend that's specifically made for men to help with stamina, to help with prostate health, um, to help with free radicals when you're like exercising or working out, for example. Um, And then eternal sunshine is like for the skin. um, So it helps with like um, skin impurities and stuff like that. Um, So yeah, these, these, these teas, like we really took our time to kind of think about, you know, what we wanted to put out there and then especially focusing on the taste and the smell, because I think a lot of People make teas and they don't really test to see if the ingredients work well together. Mm. And then just taste really like garbage. It's like, what is this I'm drinking? <laughs> you know? And yeah. um, so being able to make these blends that they taste good with or without sugar or honey, and um, it just made it, it just this that much more phenomenal. Like my personal favorite is the Sweet Kitty because it's just a very um uh very subtle. Tasting tea, it's not too strong and it's not weak. It's just it's just a beautiful taste, um and then it is it has lavender and thyme, for example, in it, and it just gives this really I don't know potent taste that just it makes you feel really calm when you're drinking it. So like yeah, <laughs> I can go on about this all day. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, I can definitely see an interest in it, and people. Tea, tea has been around for centuries, you know. Since like yes. the beginning of time, people have exactly. been creating tea. So I could definitely see that being a profit, profitable, profitable uh, business model for you and know, your your, your co work co partner.
0: Yeah, absolutely, definitely.
1: Um, just have a few more questions for you. How do yeah. you feel the internet has impacted the music business? Yeah.
0: <laughs> um wow um i think it's it's uh, they're both like pros and cons or you know it impacts it in a good way and a bad way mm. um the good mm. ways i can say like you know people are able to kind of get their music out there more so mm. more people they have a, a wider audience to be able to put themselves out to um but at the same time there's so much being put out yeah. that yeah you know, and people are consuming so much daily that it just really doesn't reach the people that it's supposed to reach for one. And then two, um, it just, I feel like people are far removed from the music. Like they just, it's kind of making it into this kind of trendy thing. So yeah. now everybody's mm-hmm. kind of trying to do the same thing. They're trying to sound the same and look the same and do the same, it's just like a bunch of clones.
1: Yeah, um, it, so it think- lost its value
0: exactly exactly i think that's the 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 part where it devalues um music because everybody's sounding the same and doing the same thing and it's just it's very sad to see um you know because i i know that there are plenty of artists out there who are super super talented but then they don't get seen because they're not doing what is popular right now you know what is the the common thing for people to be doing right now um, so then in order for them to be seen, they have to kind of copy this and um, they have to be like this one track thing, you know, and doing what the the popular people are doing in order for their music to be heard or seen. And it's really, really, really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's a good thing that there's a wider audience that you can reach, but then it's sad that everybody's music is kind of starting to sound the same.
1: Yeah. 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 I could definitely see that. Um Like, my my most favorite artist in the world is um, Marvin Gaye, right?
0: Mm, Oh yes, Marvin, come on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And back in the day when he was, like, really popular and prevalent, there was no other person on the planet who can sing like him perform like him write songs like him he did he made it seem so effortless you know yeah and there was only one marvin Gaye. there was only one james Mm -hmm. brown only one like it seems like it's all for for profit now you know what i mean and i guess quote unquote the industry uh are creating like cookie cutter, cookie cutter, microwave versions of, mm-hmm. I guess, artists nowadays.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, as you said, you know, back in the day, there literally were just one of each individual artist. There was nobody that sounded the exact same, really. Mm. Um, and I think that this cookie, this uh, cookie cutter mentality that the music industry has developed um, is really just it's. It's that it's it's detrimental to the to the music um that's being produced, um, because it all just is talking about the same thing, you know, right now and I, I this is not me at all, you know, bad mouthing any type of artist because I think everyone is is um talented in their own way. But um you know, these, this kind of like, I take your man, you know, I'll, I want money and I want Birkin bags. And mm-hmm. I'm, you know, one of these types of things, it's just, everybody is singing about the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then with the men, it's like, oh yeah, uh, perky set and drinking this and doing this drug or whatever. It's just like, what, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's entertaining. It's absolutely entertaining. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Like I listen to that shit and I get down like, you know, <laughs> entertaining it's really entertaining but it's just sad because it's taken away so much from the music
1: yeah yeah it's i'm not saying that i don't want to say conscious music but music with intention is not out there like for example no. yourself you know but mm-hmm. it's just extremely disheartening that you have to ex- like really search, like dig down deep and search for artists like yourself or, you know, people who have actual substance within their music.
0: Yes, it is. It is really sad. Um, But I also find it like kind of beautiful because I think like and as I said, I operate um a lot from feeling, a lot from emotion, a lot from like gut. And I believe in um, you know, in fate and and these things like when things are supposed to happen, they will. Um and I feel like this uh cookie cutter style of of singing, rapping, or whatever it may be right now is so that we can appreciate the good music when we find it. Mm. And then two, um, when it's supposed to be found, it will be Um, because you could be, you know, down and just like, for example, you could be down, sad, depressed, whatever. And then just at the right moment, that one song will find you, that will get you, just lift you right back up. And it's going to be an artist that you've never known, that you've never heard of in your life. Um, and you're going to be like, wow, you know, you can be the one to be like, oh, wow, I'm could, i I'm a fan of this person since they, you know, started here and now they're here. And it could be that this person never becomes famous, but at least their song helped you. So this this is kind of how I feel about my music. Like the people who are supposed to hear me will hear me. I don't care about fame. I don't care about money. I don't care about all I will make my money doing my businesses. I will make my money, you know, elsewhere. Like for me, music is something that allows me to express who I truly am and allows me to kind of, um, write what I feel that could help individuals out there to become them true selves, to become their true selves, to not care what society thinks, to, um, really just open up to the possibility of them being anything that they want to be. And so I'm, in some sense, I'm happy that you know, it's only certain people who have heard of me or who have heard my music because I know that these are the people that my music is helping. Um and then in other sense it's like, oh, but I wish that I could help the entire world, mm. you know, mm. to be like, I'm gonna say I don't give a fuck. So you should be like, I don't give a fuck either, kind mm. of thing. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think it I think that it, it's it's beautiful in a sense, in some ways that um that certain artists um that there is underground music that you have to search for, that you have to dig for, to find the gold. Basically, you have to dig to find the gold. You know, I think it's beautiful in some sense. And then in other senses, like, but this gold should really be shared with everyone. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) I I definitely agree. Um, Have you ever performed? And which one of your songs do you love performing the most?
0: Okay. Um... So uh, I think my favorite song to perform when I started out, my favorite song to perform was this song called "Forcey on Fleek. Mm. (laughs) So like Forcey here. (laughs) Um, I really love performing that song because as I as I said, again, it's a song that. Um, it was just in the beginning stages of my um, music career. So it wasn't even, I don't think it was even done well. Like it's just not, it wasn't um, recorded well, it wasn't mixed well, I don't, but I just don't care. Like it, it was a good song, the track is nice. And because I was talking to black women and I was like, force on fleek, you know, we gonna do our thing, we look good, we smell good. All of them trying to beat us, like, you know, <laughs> you know. but I can admit that that this this wasn't the quality that it was supposed to be at. Um, and that was one of my favorite songs to perform until I wrote, I think, God is We. Mm. Um, so God is We became my favorite um, when I dropped my uh, Breaking Cycles album. Um, and because God is We is like, I'm telling everyone, like, you have a God within you. You mm. create your own life. You create the things around you. And I'm not saying that God doesn't exist. I completely believe in God. I believe in a higher being, a higher um, you know entity in this world. Mm. Um, but there's a God within every single one of us because as human beings, we create life,
1: you know, Mm -hmm. we
0: create life. So we are gods. Um, And so being able to kind of write that and put that out, um, that was, was also one of my, my favorite um, tracks to perform. Then I um, did an album release party, just like off of my own accord. I was like, let me just do this and whatever. And I created this whole show and it was a beautiful experience and then i performed one song that i wrote called i said what i said and i actually sampled um not sampled but kind of used lines from ludacris's uh move bitch get yeah. out know? so like i sampled some lyrics from that and um that song like it gets the crowd really hyped and i love when you're performing in front of people and they feed off of your energy and then they put the energy back into, it's just a beautiful thing, like you and the crowd, like, you know, going back and forth and and stuff. And so that one became um, my favorite to perform. I said what I said, but now (laughs) because I just released um, kind of like a short EP called the Zodiac uh, volume one and there are three tracks on it so it's leo aquarius and, Bir- and virgo and i think leo of all the tracks that i just spoke about leo is my favorite to perform because it's very raw it's very um deep it goes so hard and i'm just like when i perform i'm going in and it's like it takes my breath away literally because um there's so much happening in the song, you know, there's really no breaks. Like I don't have a hook on the, and I like writing songs without hooks as well. And my producer's actually like, Cassian, you actually need to start writing some hooks. And I'm like, but why, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't need one, <laughs> why? Mm-hmm. Um, so I like writing tracks without hooks and this one doesn't have a hook and um, it's just going and, and it's it goes so hard and it's, and it's I think it's it's definitely my favorite song to perform at the moment. So Leo,
1: nice. That's yeah. those um three tracks are the most recent, right? And I think uh those are the ones I heard. I was listening to uh, looking yeah. for you on Spotify and those popped yeah. up like first, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so they're the most recent ones, yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> so how has the pandemic impacted your creativity?
0: Um, In a good way. Um, I know that a lot of people um, are not, because a lot of people make money from performing and stuff like that. But as I said, the music for me is not about money. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and I make money elsewhere, you know, I have a full-time job, I'm doing this entrepreneurship um, thing. So uh, for me, it's allowed me to have so much more creative energy um, in terms of writing, in terms of creating music, in in terms of creating concepts as well and um so like i as i uh, this um, zodiac volume one is is part one of a four-part um kind of like mixtape i guess because at the end of the year i'm going to put it all together and create a mixtape um but this is volume one and so what i'm doing is i'm actually writing a song for each sign of the zodiac um and so leo aquarius and Virgo were the first three and this concept i've actually had for a while but I was like, how am I going to do this? Like, how am I going to write songs that, you know, relate to each sign of the Zodiac? How am I going to embody each sign? Because because I'm only one specific, mm. you know, sign, even though it, it, there's a little bit of each and all of us. Um, but it, it was kind of like, how how am I going to do this? How? <laughs> and then um, the beats just came to me and I started writing and it just became you know, the concept that it is now. So every three months I will release a new EP. So volume two is gonna be in June. I will re- mm. release that one. Um, and then like throughout the year, that volume three and four as well. And um, so, so the pandemic really has just allowed my creative side to blossom and flourish. Um, even just doing the the tea company as well and writing and just doing like different creative things, even just cooking. You know, it's allowed me to, to be more creative with cooking as well. I don't cook every day though, because I'm like, nah, I ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> but when I do, it's 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 a really um beautiful process to just kind of be there in this mind space. That makes sense. Um And I've been writing scripts as well, because I I just love writing. So I wrote Mm -hmm. like some uh, Mm -hmm. series scripts. I think I wrote like six episodes of this season of this show that I want to do. I don't know how the hell it's going to happen, but I know that's going to happen someday, one day, I don't know. Um, And so, yeah, the creativity just kind of has been, it's allowed me for, allowed for me to have a space that I'm I'm able to kind of express more because I don't have to give so much to society. I don't mm. have to get out of my house every day to go to work and, and give my energy to, you know, spaces that I don't have to, or don't want to give my energy to. And so that has allowed me to be more creative.
1: So what is, what is it that you don't do? It sounds like you do a little bit of everything, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Script writer, yes. team maker, yeah rapper yeah like basketball yep. player like, <laughs> yeah in the world mother mother right <laughs> like, <going> yes
0: <laughs> yeah um as i said like i when i left Man, because even in Man, i did a lot as well i hosted a, a radio show or co-hosted a radio show i co-hosted mm. a tv show there i was playing rugby i was playing basketball i was playing football i was i'm just always Going and that I've mm. always been that type of person. Just always, and it's it's never really been for hustling money because there's always been a way for me to make money. And then I just wanted to be able to express myself myself in other ways. Um, so I I it's kind of like something comes to me either I have a dream or. I just have a thought or my mind just goes to something and it's like okay now it's time to do this and so I do whenever things happen and whenever things come to me I just do it immediately and it's like if it works out to be something then it just does if it doesn't then at least I have it here you know mm-hmm. that I can um if someone if someone says, oh, I want to write a script, I'm like, oh, I have a script already. Maybe you can start (laughs) writing on this. You know what I mean? Like, just put it out into the universe and then whatever happens to it just happens to it. And that's kind of how I feel about the different things that I do. So, yeah.
1: That's amazing. Okay. I got one last question for you. And after that, would you like to play a little game called This or That with me?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it.
1: (laughs) So, um... What would you tell a younger version of yourself? Oof. Mm-hmm. um what 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 advice would you give a younger version of yourself about the career you do today today? um hmm.
0: Wow. um I would tell my younger self like, you know just never give up on anything mm. that you decide to pursue and um, it might get hard it's going to get hard that's the one thing like the one sure thing about anything that you do in life it, it gets to a point where it becomes really 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 difficult mm. and you're going to want to give up but just to never give up um also to value ownership and because uh, like for me, like I was 24 when I purchased my first home, um, mm-hmm. for example. And I I didn't value it because at the time I was making a lot of money. <clears throat> and it was like, oh yeah, I have a house now. Uh, you know, it was just like, yeah, I have a house now, it is what it is, you know. I never thought about it in such a sense that let's keep this house and Make sure that we um, that I uh, increase the value or make sure the value increased on on this house, you know, to get it to a point where it was bringing me in money versus me paying for it. It was more like, okay, I have a house. I'm moving away from Cayman. Now I'm going to sell it. So I would tell my younger self like value ownership, because when you own things, people respect you more. Um, and I think. Um, also just, again, just not to care what, what anybody says or thinks about you, um, just do you, yeah. And, and life will work itself out.
1: <laughs> I love that. I love that. Definitely agree. I love it. All right. This game is called this or that the whole world okay. depends on the answers that you give. <laughs> no pressure at all. <laughs> no pressure at all. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First question. Pancakes or waffles?
0: Ooh, pancakes. Why? Because I like soft, fluffy
1: things.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think waffle... I like waffles too, you know. They're all right. Like, Mm. uh, they're crunchy and eh, they're all right. But pancakes, I think... Pancakes are love, like they're just fluffy and soft and they're just full of love. Like when you make them, it's just like.
1: Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Guys, it's just a beautiful like, who pancakes. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, it's funny you said that. Uh, I had pancakes this morning uh, with the family. Yes. I wanted to go to sleep right after I ate them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> pancakes are just like, it's just love for your insides. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm um puppies or kitten kittens puppies not a cat person puppies
0: I wasn't but Mm. I've grown to respect cats Mm. um I've grown to respect that cats are super independent and I find that very beautiful um but my daughter's allergic to cats and Mm. so I could never get one um and puppies are just they're just so freaking cute and they are loving and they just are all over you and they show so much love. And I think as human beings, we need to have things around that love us unconditionally. And I think puppies or dogs are things that just love unconditionally.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think sometimes we don't deserve uh, uh, dogs. We don't. I don't know, just like the life they give and the energy they yes. give you, it's is, is, is so positive and beautiful.
0: Absolutely, and I feel that I feel the same about children as well. I feel like children, mm. they are they love unconditionally, and they are just so such beautiful beings. And we don't deserve them as humans. Like I know that we create them, but we just don't deserve them. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I really feel that way. <laughs> Puppies and and babies, we don't deserve them. <laughs>
1: Um, forgive or hold a grudge.
0: Ooh, yeah
1: <laughs>
0: Hold that grudge. <laughs> listen, I listen, I, you know what? I will forgive people like, but I will I'm, ne- I'm not a, I will never forget. So if I'm the type of person where I love as hard as I hate. Mm-hmm. There's no in between. There's no like, oh yeah, you okay? You did me wrongs. So I forgive you, and then we move. No, it's like we are friends for life, and I will love you for life, and you will get the whole entire world from me, and I will ride for you until the day that I leave this earth.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And but you do something to stab me in the back, or something, you know, that I absolute that I find offensive, or what I will hate you. For life and I know hate is a strong word but I love as hard as I hate or I love as hard as I dislike and you do something to me you don't exist to me anymore that's Ooh. me I'm sorry
1: <laughs> you don't, don't exist
0: to me anymore that you know what the funny thing is I actually went to a um a little get together today for a friend's birthday and there was someone there that I had a fallen out with because she did something really you know like not just not what a good friend is supposed to do mm. and it really was like she didn't exist i kind of walked in and i was like oh she's there okay and then i spoke to everybody else and she was just off the, like you don't exist to me anymore who are you <laughs> so i'll hold that grudge for life ain't no forgiving around here
1: <laughs> yeah so remind us not to get on your bad side
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> um, exactly
1: last one last one Um, Toni Morrison or Maya Angelou?
0: Both.
1: Both? Okay.
0: Yeah. Why not? (laughs) Absolutely both. I think both are such martyrs to the Black Mm. community. Such beautiful, beautiful souls like both. I'm not going to (laughs) choose.
1: I could feel that. I could feel that. Yeah. I could feel that. Well, yeah. um, Cassie-Ann, I really appreciate you taking the time out to speak with us today. Um, you gave us a lot of gems and it was a pleasure getting to know you and your, your journey and all the, the all the things that you do.
0: <laughs> the many things.
1: The many of things. Cassian
0: Lawrence. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um Quick question, um, mm-hmm. could, would I have your permission to like play one of your tracks at the end of this podcast or?
0: Yes, absolutely, 100%, okay. yeah, for cool. sure.
1: Sweet, sweet, sweet. <laughs> well, I really appreciate it. And um, I will be contacting you to let you know when this episode airs. Um, we'll be airing season three, um, what's after May? Um, The month after May.
0: June.
1: Yeah, June. My (laughs) mind is gone, but yeah, June. Okay.
0: Okay. No problem. problem.
1: All right. Thank you again. Have a safe journey.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I wish you a wonderful, wonderful day with you and your family. And I'm sending you so much love and everyone out there so much love.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. (laughs) Peace. Ciao.